0: Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book, Big Feelings by Liz Foslian and Molly West Duffy. Keep listening to find out why you're actually just a human. welcome back I'm your host Steph Clark and each week I show you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is the last one for 2022 the last book episode for the year I will do an episode in a few weeks much kind of much more closer to the end much more closer that's not that's not a phrase is it that's poor grammar but um, whatever I meant towards the end of the year much closer to the end of the year to talk about my favourite books from the year. If that kind of thing sounds like it is up your strata then you might also like this week's bookmark newsletter which I'm sending out which has got all my other sort of favourite things from the year so far. Podcasts, snacks, courses, things I've read, all sorts of things. Less so on the books because that one's going to come because I've got a couple of books that I want to read in the next few weeks whilst I'm taking some leave, having a bit of a break. That I want to make sure get a look in on my best of list in case some of them are outstandingly good. There's a couple in there that I'm quite excited about reading so who knows they might end up on the best of list. I don't want to miss them off so I'll be doing an episode probably come out, it'll probably come out very early January which has got my best books of 2022, make sure all of the books are included and I give you full stats and roundups and then the podcast will start again properly in early Feb. I'm going to take a whole month off the podcast, catch up on some books, catch up on some reading, have a bit of a break. Yeah, it's been a big year. So I thought a nice little summer break was much called for. So I'm doing some planning on some other stuff as well. More on that next year. And we're ending the year on probably the most appropriate book that we could end the year on in terms of book conversations it is Big Feelings. This is a good one. It's quite a joy to read as well. I'll talk a little bit more about what I liked about it as we go through and towards the end of the episode. And it's by Liz and Molly or Liz Fosslian and Molly West Duffy. You might recognize the name Liz and Molly or the the combination of names, Liz and Molly, if you have seen their nice pastel blue illustrations generally about work and feelings on social media, mostly on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. They're pretty popular. I see a lot of people resharing those as well. As they tend to strike a bit of a chord, if you have ever worked anywhere or worked with other human beings, the things that they capture in these very fun and very clever illustrations are on point this is their second book their previous book was called no hard feelings which i haven't actually read but i maybe will go back to but yes this one is about big feelings that we feel as humans and the things about them which i am about to tell you about in the three big ideas if you want the full bios for liz and molly and their backgrounds and also a big proper blurb of the book you can look in the show notes they're hiding there for you if you want to read those along with links to liz and molly's website which has lots of fun resources and things that you can access as well Okay, with all that said, let's get into the three big ideas from the book Big Feelings by Liz Fosslian and Molly West Duffy. Big idea number one is dispelling the myths. So each section of this book covers a different emotion and the myths that exist around those particular feelings or those particular emotions. The emotions that the book covers are uncertainty, comparison, anger, burnout, perfectionism, despair and regret. And they refer to these as the big feelings of the modern world, which I thought was like, oh, I thought that was quite a depressing maybe but also fitting sign of where we are at the moment. So some of the myths that they cover and there's myths for each of these and the the book follows the same kind of format for each of the these feelings that they cover. For example, uncertainty one of the myths is that you just need to be more resilient. If you're uncertain, you just need to be more resilient. For comparison, one of the myths is you just need to get off social media and you'll be free of comparison. And for anger, the one of the myths is that venting will make you feel better. And obviously for all of those it goes into them more detail as to why those myths are myths and and therefore not true. Understanding these fairly commonplace myths is useful to know that it's not just you. You can recognize what's going on and you can move away from some of the blame and shame and guilt that can exist when you feel these feelings and maybe start to dwell in them and find yourself in a place that doesn't feel that great. And, you know, maybe, just maybe, it will stop you suggesting these tips to other people as well if they are expressing those particular feelings or emotions or you think that is what they are and maybe think you're doing something helpful but maybe that's not quite the case that's big idea number one dispelling the myths big idea number two is nothing is permanent after the myths there's a section for each of the feelings and how to work through it these are the ways to increase your awareness and take some action towards moving forward recognizing that all emotions are a temporary state and give us useful data about how we are doing in that moment in time and potentially what might be feeding those particular emotions For example, one of the ways to work through perfectionism, it suggests, is scrapping the idea that perfectionism serves you in any way. I still hear perfectionism talked about in in quite a positive light in a lot of organizations or teams I work in so this is this I found very useful and very affirming I suppose in that perfectionism it does not serve you and a reminder of that. For despair one of the tips to move forward is to set small daily intentions and for regret one of the tips is to remind yourself of what you have gained. Now a lot of these tips are based in the research that has been done or has been done or is currently being done around emotions and they're all super practical and not just saccharine kind of go for a walk kind of things now go for a walk might be somewhat useful in in part of this but they tended to balance quite nicely the the need for personal responsibility and some level of ownership along with being very aware of the systemic stuff that is happening in the world or in the current environment that we live in that may be compounding or making these particular feelings worse or more prevalent. The book in the myths and also in the ways to work through these feelings includes heaps of stories shared, really generously shared by Liz and Molly's readers. And these stories are great beacons of hope and showcase some really good examples of going from a place of struggle to finding a way through, including some pretty creative approaches. For example, someone shared a story of using Google Maps and Google Street View to envision living in a new place to offset some of their anxiety and and uncertainty they were feeling about moving somewhere new which I thought was a really cool example of using some of the things that are now available to us in order to manage your own emotions. So that was big idea number two. Nothing is permanent. Big idea number three is we are all humans. There's a great quote by Tao Ben-Shahir at the start of the book that says there are two kinds of people who don't experience painful emotions like anxiety, disappointment, sadness and envy, the psychopaths and the dead. Ultimately, this is a book about being human and all of the realities and colour and messiness that comes with that. It's all happening at some point. We will all go through these feelings, sometimes all at once, sometimes all in the same day or week. So we might as well be prepared for that as we all experience big feelings and i think in, in organisations there's yeah you know, there's clearly work being done in some and some really good work being done in, in pockets around more awareness of these around mental health first aid around all of these types of things and people being much more conscious of the fact that we are humans and we can't just switch this stuff off when we turn up at work and there is a cost a quite a significant cost in some ways of doing that and as more public figures start to talk about these things they talk about Naomi Osaka's example in in the book as well the more the conversation starts to change in the mainstream but the book helps us see how these things might show up for you. It encourages you to sit with these feelings and not try and just avoid them or, or dampen them or just squash them or silence them with some kind of probably unhelpful approach like chocolate, for, just for example. I mean, I don't know why that one came to my head, but, <laughs> but it did. And, and also see that there's no one size fits all approach or solution to these feelings. And they're not really something to be solved. They're something to be worked through, acknowledged and seen as something that is useful. As I mentioned there's also this point of seeing the impact of societal and structural forces on some of these feelings and even just calling these feelings the big feelings of the modern world goes to show how much of this is there's an element of zeitgeist to this as well and finally that these might therefore help you support someone better who is feeling these emotions especially and maybe even more so if that someone is you. So that's big idea number three we are all humans. So we go three big ideas from the book Big Feelings by Liz and Molly. Big idea number one, dispel the myths. Big idea number two, nothing is permanent. And big idea number three, we are all humans. I thought this book was actually gonna be quite a heavy read and it was gonna take me ages to get through, probably because I have also read this year Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Look, there is an element of overlap in those two books, but I find them quite different. I find Brene Brown's book Atlas of the Heart, which is probably this the easiest comparison point for this book, much more of a in-depth, resource and one that I then did I read that one on kindle but I bought in hard copy because it's it's quite big and chunky but also it covers many more emotions in in quite a different way and categorizes and combines and compares those in different ways as well so say they're they're similar books in terms of That they they cover feelings, but they're quite different books in their approach. Found the Liz and Molly book much more practical because it's much more around. Hey, this is how you might be feeling. This is things that might not be true about how you're feeling about this, and this is some stuff you can do to work through it. And just focusing on those big seven, whereas the Brené Brown book is much much broader than that. So it's a fun read. I actually bought a copy of this book for a few friends as well who do similar kind of work to me, and I thought would enjoy this book, and they have enjoyed this book as well. So don't take it just take it from me there are other people enjoying this book too as you would imagine because it is from Liz and Molly there's really cool illustrations and depictions of some of the feelings or the things around the feelings throughout the book as well which is also cool I do like a book that is presented quite differently and all the stories that they include sometimes I find that really off-putting in a book cause I'm just like oh, have you not done any of the work you've just had to like rely on all these anecdotes. But I found that in this book they have used those anecdotes and stories really really effectively to bring the content to life in a very real and human way rather than just feeling like it's just filler in the book to, to fill up some of the, the word count that they have to reach but because of their publisher or whatever. There is something a little bit sad about reading the book, if I'm honest, and that is that Liz and Molly stories actually that they they share and some of their own experiences that they share throughout the book just compounds this feeling of the archetypal millennial woman is overworked, burnt out, stressed, unwell, physically not doing so well with their mental health, medicated, not supported, there's systemic stuff in their way and it just as, a, as also a millennial woman you just think oh this is us, this is, <laughs> this, is, this is what we're known for is this all of these kind of things together and yes they are smart and yes they are educated and yes they are funny and clever and all of these other things as well but it, I just don't know if the balance is quite right for our demographic unfortunately is it so so that felt like something to go away and think about a little bit more because I do feel like that is becoming the, the stereotypical the certainly the typical existence of millennial women isn't it Ugh. anyway but otherwise the book's great so if it doesn't if, uh, if it doesn't give you an existential crisis about being a millennial woman then you'll be fine this book will be will be great there we go if you've read this book I would love to hear from you what did you think of big feelings what resonated for you what stuck out what made you go aha I will do that differently in my own life there was definitely some things around the myths that I definitely fall into particularly with other people and I have taken this as a bit of a slap on the wrist a friendly slap on the wrist to not fall into some of those traps or myths next time someone expresses certain feelings to me this is my accountability statement that I will try and avoid doing those things in the future If you had any of those as well, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me in all the usual places on LinkedIn, Steph Clark, Clark with an E on the end and Steph with a PH at the end, or on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf. And if you did want to get this year's roundup of all the best things that I've enjoyed, you can sign up for the bookmark newsletter. There is a link in the show notes. But otherwise, until next time and until next year, happy reading.